0: Previously on my best... (laughs) No, just kidding. We're not doing that this week. (laughs) Hi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just a quick programming note for you before we start this week's episode. This is the first episode we recorded since the COVID-19 pandemic. situation got a lot more serious in the states um, would you
0: say since the shit got too real
1: i would say the shit has gotten too real <laughs> far too real in fact we just wanted to give you a heads up that um we spend the first half of this episode talking about how this uh situation has progressed in our lives personally and so if you want to listen please start from the beginning however we understand that some of you might be a little bit overwhelmed with coronavirus news
0: yeah If that's the case for you, as it is for me, scroll ahead to our gayest moment of the week at about 2940. And if you're looking for some frivolity and silliness, we've got that for you in the second half. If you want to hear our current life updates, then start from the beginning.
1: As always, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We hope you're all staying happy and healthy.
0: And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts.
1: And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink! Or smoke some pot Your private thoughts let aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast.
0: Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and? The world's greatest podcast. Bigger Oprah's favorite podcast.
1: Hey. Oh, hey. How you doing?
0: great chill good what's new Nothing's new everything is normal and the same <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not the case at all uh, <laughs> but everyone's fully aware of that by
1: now yeah uh welcome to my best friend's journal i'm cam i'm mike and uh we're six feet apart yeah <laughs> cdc recommended distance of six feet mike the world turned upside
0: down oh are you inspired by mary chip Lige? Huh? Uh, when I did that little Hamilton uh, reference mashup. By
1: the way, very popular with the people. They was it? Loved that. Yeah, well, I heard from uh, multiple people about how much they loved that.
0: Oh, cool. I hadn't heard from anyone You tell me these things. I need the affirmations. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just take them as my own. <laughs> Mary J. Blige, though. Oh, she was the inspiration for that song in Hamilton with, um, my whole up side down. Is that how it goes? That was nice. I don't know if that's the right. Ending, but you get what I'm saying. I forgot
1: that that was the reference, though. Um, Yeah, that episode, by the way, that was the same episode where you did the Waterfalls rap. Mm A couple people reached out to me and said, in this crazy fucking time that we're living in, they were really here for some old school 90s music (laughs) references. And also that Hamilton thing was just like the perfect... Um, the the perfect distraction. It was a lot of good music in one episode, and we have you to thank for that. So oh, thanks. thanks, Mikey. I'm grateful
0: for it, because I think we got to release it at a time when it's fun to hear a little bit of silliness.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's uh, probably a little inundated with the news, and by a little inundated, I mean we have nothing to do but sit
0: around and scroll headlines, right? I actually, now I've gotten to enjoy a lot more music. I've been complaining that I hadn't been able to listen to my favorite artists and find new stuff. And now I've got the time for that. Great way to reprioritize. Yeah, Uh, Um, It's
1: finding some stillness in, um, in the hectic and crazy world that we're living in, where it feels like our reality is changing in a pretty big way, like hour by hour. Um, It's, it's really important to, Get off of social media. Get off of your news app. Stop watching headlines pop up at a breakneck speed. It's uh, it's too much. It'll stress you right the fuck out. Um, It will. So we're not going to do that to you. You're not going to get any uh, uh, (laughs) regurgitated information here. No, we're not going to give you any statistics uh, on COVID-19. However, uh, we are just here to talk about the things that have changed we are in our little slice of life in our little isolation cell as they're calling them
0: (laughs) Uh, glad to be isolated with you by the way
1: yeah me too it's uh it's really i mean peter's not here anymore We'll talk about that in a minute but um it's really important for me to have some human interaction i like my alone time i do but in a world that feels very isolated
0: um it's important to have a familiar face around i mean your, your biggest social outlet on the daily is your gym which is closed Yeah, um, that was – I know that this
1: is going to sound spoiled. Um, I saw someone post the other day something along the lines of, if your biggest concern is where you're going to work out, you don't really have any concerns. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that perspective. Mm -hmm. That was one of the bigger blows to my day-to-day when I saw that gyms were closing in California. Um, And it's not for complete lack of perspective, I promise. It's because I really depend on it for, like, my mental health. Um, I I love the – the endorphins i'm addicted to them i love um seeing a few familiar faces every single day um it just makes a huge difference for me every day that i work out i come home and i'm in a much better more balanced place and yeah this
0: uh, i mean it has very obvious benefits to just your um your mood your health your general well-being um we mentioned this on an early episode that just because you know the thing you're dealing with isn't as catastrophic as someone else's um, problems doesn't mean it's not valid for you. Yes, that I- is
1: that is true and that is important in in being kind to ourselves and understanding that. In this kind of time, it everyone's life is disrupted, and Absolutely. that is going to be on every scale. Educations are being disrupted, and family businesses are probably not going to survive this.
0: I, you know, I hate teenagers and I hate kids, but my, <laughs> I really,
1: <laughs> you are going to be the worst fucking old man. I am just the crotchetyest old man. Um,
0: but I feel for these seniors in high school and college who are at a huge transition point in their lives. That I. I don't know how they're going to make up and I'm sure they don't either. And I know people are doing a lot of remote educating, but, but it's not just that, like just not everyone can, not every school system is equipped for it. This country is so the disparity between the wealth disparity is uh, really making itself plain. Yeah. Um, And it's going to be, it's tough for everyone, but especially those people trying to transition to the next part of their life. Um, Now it's just, you know, all up in the air, like everything. And I kind of, I have a special place in my cold dead heart for them. Um, I don't mean to say I, I don't mean to compare
1: myself too directly with that, but talk about transition times in your life. I am we are half moved out of our house. Peter left for Australia yesterday. Um and he has to self-quarantine for 14 days when he gets there, by the way, which isn't great. Um, um when
0: you know no one, you have nothing set up and you've gotta just jump into an isolation cell.
1: Uh-huh. It has been a really really harrowing couple of days, uh, as we've prepared for this move, uh, there was a lot of back and forth. Should he go? Shouldn't he go? We eventually decided that, um, we would keep on with the plan as if you know as much as possible because if he didn't move now, we're afraid that borders are going to close. More, more borders will absolutely close before this is over. More flights will be canceled. He may not be able to get there until summertime when I'm supposed to go, and he's supposed to start this new job and um, all that kind of stuff. So we decided to stay with the plan as much as possible. But dropping him off at the airport last night, it was thunderstorming in Los Angeles. There's barely anyone at LAX. It felt like, as you... <laughs> so eloquently put it the the beginning of the seventh harry potter movie yeah just like dementor world the ministry has fallen dementors are everywhere i mean it is i mean voldemort is in the white house yeah there's uh there's so much happening all at once it's like a major life change and then you put a global pandemic on the top of it and i i mean feelings of heartbreak and panic like i've never felt before in my entire life
0: can i tell you that I was thinking of you about this exact situation uh, the other night. I had to call our our a friend who we've referred to before on here as our nicest friend, um, <laughs> and she is and she is. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking about you and Peter, and I was like, "Is it worth me saying to them like Does Peter have to go? Like, do you?" I was th- having the same thoughts you guys were having, uh-huh. but I'm like, it is not not just none of my business, but also I'm scared that if it's if that grain of fear is already in you, I don't want to stoke it any further. So I was relieved to see uh, Peter had posted something on social media about why he's going anywhere and that you have had that discussion. Uh-huh. But I was just torn as to whether or not I need to be the person to, to bring that up um, because we're in a strange place and I'm looking yeah. out for you. But I'm like, this could be more hurtful than helpful. So I was relieved to see that you guys had obviously talked it through but you just you don't know what's going through anyone's head. Uh, yeah, have.
1: and there's so mi- so much back and forth like with the family, his parents and sisters were calling every day like what is your decision? What have you you know, and he was in constant contact with the people that he's working for. Uh one thing that makes me feel really good about him going is that um he has people there that he's working for that are very sweet to him and very um invested in him having a good transition period. So, he'll be okay it is not ideal it's not an ideal way to start a huge new chapter of your life when you don't where like you said you don't know anyone um but my worry for him diminishes a little bit with every step so like the plane lands i'm a little bit less worried i when i hear that he's in his hotel i will be much less worried you know all that kind of stuff because it's those uh it's the uncertainty that really puts i think me and most people off uh it's the like not knowing how If they're going to be nice to him in the airport, you know, like if they're how easy they're going to make it for him to get out of the airport and to his hotel.
0: I, um, That's a good point. But I do feel my little pessimist heart has grown three sizes in this <laughs> pandemic. I think people are generally being kinder to each other. You can there's a there's a vibe of goodwill, which is so has been so hard to come by in the last four years. And it is the most silver lining possible. I think people are, are finding their best selves and their best hearts and putting it forward. And, um, it's interesting. I'm sorry. I'm just gazing out the window where it's still raining and it feels like so appropriate. The other day it was sunny for like two hours and I was like, this is wrong. Nothing can be sunny right now. So (laughs) I think that we are
1: like, you know, most of the world is in winter right now. Um, and they're saying that's making the pandemic worse actually. Most uh, of the world or half. Oh, sorry. Well, most of, Yeah. Most of our country, I oh. should say, is in winter right now and feeling like the gray sky and gloomy of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just getting a little taste of their medicine, <laughs> having <laughs> to deal with with drizzly skies on top of everything else. But normally, at least, we can look outside and, like, I don't know, feels the warm sun on our face.
0: I will say, I um, to ignoring that it's a pandemic for a second, I've enjoyed. I love rain. I love gloom, especially when you're off. Like, those things go well together for me. So if I'm going to be forced at home, I kind of enjoy that it's raining. Like, it just feels like you want to be home anyway, not that you're being forced. Sure. So when the sun's out, it's a little worse. And I... I think I'm a little different there. I like a rainy day. I like a couple rainy days.
1: If a, a rainy fucking week where I'm forced to be at home, I go stir crazy. Mm-hmm. It was sunny this morning for a couple hours. And so I went on a run, even though I fucking hate running. It was just nice to go out and like get some fresh air on my lungs. Um, but you're right. There is this, uh, there's this kind of beautiful underlying message of hope that's being passed around. Uh, social media has been a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. um, a lot less divisive, a lot less political right now. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on on Twitter. It's probably the exact opposite over there because that place is evil. But um, <laughs> Instagram specifically, um, people are looking out for each other. I love posting messages of hope, being helpful to neighbors and elderly and amino comprised people in their communities. Um, people reposting things that they find hopeful or joyful, so other people can you know glimpse that a little bit. Can it's I say my favorite really one nice. is uh,
0: Laura Bonanti? She's I think it's so sweet right away she people don't know who laura benanti is probably uh laura benanti is just a huge broadway star she's been she's a romantic ingenue and has been for i don't know at least a decade and a half she's fabulous Um, she's wonderful and uh she posted something to the broadway community she's saying the same sentiment i'm saying about high school kids and missing out on all their stuff which includes their plays and their showcases and their whatever's and she said just hashtag this whatever i think it's sunshine songs and tag me and i will watch it and the broadway community will watch it and like oh that's such a huge deal for kids oh, to know no. that like oh <laughs> no. <laughs> no no
1: no no um, uh, sorry emotions are right below the surface uh, for me right now so that just brought tears to my right? eyes isn't that lovely yeah, i'm like so sweet as
0: much as i don't want to watch you know 1400 uh 17 year old singing astonishing
1: (laughs) Know how you feel about children (laughs) i do
0: i think it's like lovely and i think she's been responding to everything to note like imagine being a young hopeful and one of your idols says tag me and i'll watch it that's huge and i think it's a nice just way to uplift some downtrodden spirits that
1: is i mean it's truly so sweet it brought a tear to my my
0: Bricked up heart. Um, bricked up. I was like, what are you
1: going to say? I'm the cold heart here. No, no, no. It's not cold. I just, I've been a little bit emotionally raw lately. Um, and I was saying to Peter a couple days ago on Sunday, two days before he left, like, I feel like I should be crying. Um, like I've got that, that weight of emotion that would normally make me cry, but I just, I can't because every time I feel like I'm going to another big thing comes up. Like all this, uh, for example, you know, I'm, I get worked up about Peter leaving and then all of a sudden I have to deal with a big thing to do with selling the house, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's like, there's too much, too much for me to settle on one emotion, yeah. one like pie slice of stress. So anyway, I, I, you know, say this and then, um, maybe five minutes later, my mom randomly calls just to check in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I heard her voice. She goes, Hey honey, just checking in. How you doing? And that's all it took. There was some, there's some like deep emotional connection to your mother's voice <laughs> that can really fucking set you off. Yeah. And that's all it took. And I was like, I'm fine. And I just started sobbing, like boo-hooing on the phone, like trying so hard to hold it back and not being able to. And she was like, Oh, Cammy, I'm sorry. She calls me Cammy. That's and I, sweet. you know, my mom and I aren't super close these days. We, I've talked about it so much. We don't have a very close relationship, but there's some things, some real moments that will still peek through, you know, where, where we have these, mother-son moments uh, and she goes and I I said I'm sorry and she goes oh no 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 a mom's voice can do that believe me I know and she just was like very patient with me as I like got my got my emotions under control and was able to talk again and it turned out it turned into a honestly a really nice conversation where we just it was easy you know uh, we weren't searching for things to talk about we weren't being careful around each other we were just chatting um and it was
0: it was really nice but I, uh, <laughs> she set me right the fuck off i just watched one episode of babies on netflix i don't um, know what that is it's about babies and how they <laughs> uh just the way they grow and what they know and how they're connected to mothers but i just it made me think that they're despite your very very large um dick cat, mm-hmm <laughs> Sorry. Uh huh. <laughs> Sensitive about that old tic tac over here. Um, <laughs> I've really given an impression of my anatomy. Um, old tic tac. That chasm is what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to using that word, and you just you know Sorry. blunted it. <laughs> Despite the odd ideological differences between you and your mother, like there is built-in connection that overrides so much between a mother and their child. So, yeah. like, no matter what, especially when that instinct comes out, you crying probably pulled it back out of her just like you know when you were an infant yeah
1: and to her credit in moments of crisis no matter what our relationship has been like over the past decade and a half uh in moments of crisis i have been able to call her and have emotional moments and she has been there for me very patiently very generously like Hmm. generous of spirit so um she's she's good in moments like that and her timing Like so many mothers is really good to catch me right when I'm like the most vulnerable.
0: (laughs) So I need to remember that when sometimes I get angry at your mom because it feels nice, and then Peter too, she does terrible things to. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, whatever she
1: is. So I got off that phone call. Um, you know, I was I was talking to my parents on speaker for like half an hour after that, and Peter uh said something very similar he was like her heart is good um and it is she is she is kind hearted she is just misguided Mm -hmm. um and a little bit religiously a little bit uh she is in my opinion quite religiously i hate to use the word brainwashed because it's really loaded but like i don't know another word to say like religiously imprisoned she is she is in a prison of her religion yeah as far her mind is her her Mm -hmm. ideals and her her beliefs are so um anyway that's not what all this is about I just had a, a very vulnerable moment uh, with my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> my mommy. Anyway, enough about my emotions for the time being. I'm a little bit exhausted by myself at the moment. So talk about you for once.
0: <laughs> um, me? I couldn't possibly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I, it's going to just... be tough, I know. <laughs> let, me, let me just try to pull you out of your shell. Um turtle head and that's a different thing (laughs) stop (laughs) it prairie dogging the same thing turtle head and prairie dogging
1: (laughs) I have no idea I know what prairie dogging is is turtle head a little bit of poop coming on your butt I think so
0: turtle head and prairie dog same idea like just a little poking out Uh and then retreating yeah I'm prairie dogging I think that's from uh, (laughs) rat race (laughs) Yeah,
1: it is from rat race I was gonna say road trip but you're totally right dad I don't have to pee it's number two sorry I can't stop dad I'm prairie dogging it what the hell does that mean you know, like when a prairie dog sticks his head in and out of the ground. Ow! Oh! <laughs> Rat Race. God, what an awful early 2000s film. So
0: funny. I remember cracking my shit up to that. I don't know why I'm sure it doesn't Yeah, and doesn't you're probably 12,
1: so I bet it doesn't really hold up.
0: <laughs> I'm hoping my 12-year-old sense of humor isn't the same, but a lot of it is. I find poop humor hysterical, that we know that. Uh huh. Um, speaking of poop... Pu- Pupum. P-ew- <laughs> Speaking of pup humor. <pew-pew-er. laughs> um, About me, what's going on? I have had my last shift at work. My restaurant has closed, unfortunately. Are they doing takeout? Uh, I don't know, but if they are, I'm not involved. Kitchen, okay. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a server at a restaurant, so Ooh. I am one of the 12 million folks who is suddenly jobless. 12 um, million. It's 12 million estimated restaurant Jesus employees who Mike. are out of work. I'm sorry. Um, that is is rough. I'm I, I'm actually feeling like, for you at the moment. I'm okay at the moment. I've had like some freelance work and stuff, so like I've been okay. It like I don't know that I'll be okay for eight weeks, but I'm okay for now. So I'm just gonna take this day by day and see what happens. Um. But, later, later! <laughs> <laughs> Don't slip into that existential dread. There's plenty of no, uh, plenty of episodes in the coming weeks to really wallow in that. No, so. I'm actually, you, you know I'm thrilled to not wait tables. It was just gifted to me. The universe <laughs> is like, here you go, never again. Uh, we have you to blame for this. We do. Um, my last shift was a Sunday brunch. Did and anyone puke? Nobody puked, but not a lot of people came, which is good. Mm. Because the night before, I worked a Saturday, and people were coming in. This is after... The restrictions began, uh-huh. and I was like, "Why I had to go? It's my job." But like, guests don't have to come, and they came. I made normal money on a Saturday night, which I, like, as happy as I am to walk out with a you know a good check, I didn't. I was a little distraught by the people kind of ignoring the advice to not go out in crowds. That
1: just shows how quickly this is all changing. Because um, that was Saturday night. Sunday is when Governor Newsom here in California uh, said that all restaurants in the whole state have to go down to 50% capacity. Mm-hmm. He, he closed all bars and clubs uh, and then said restaurants have to go down to 50% capacity and spread out the tables. Then later that same night, Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles said restaurants are going down to takeout only um, and that was, you know, bing, bang, boom mm-hmm. all less than 24 hours, so it was like let's try not to go out in crowds you're not allowed to anymore yeah. Well, it was, uh, did uh, San
0: Diego County do the same thing? I don't know what they've done, but that my my restaurant has closed, a lot of stuff is closing just because they have because nobody's showing up and it's going to cost more to keep it running, Yeah. so anyway it was good that nobody really came to my Sunday brunch um, but that's okay because you and I are having our own little Sunday brunch right now.
1: <laughs> we have started calling episodes <laughs> where we get chatty uh where where it's more like just me and mike having conversation and less uh you know a major less topic like story that, driven yeah yeah just... we we'll, mike will shoot me a link to the episode after he's edited it and he'll be like this one's kind of a sunday brunch episode <laughs> where we're just chit-chatting and this one is definitely a sunday brunch episode because we are uh we're just we're brunching actually that was uh this past sunday it was my last brunch for a long time as well we went out for peter's last sunday uh cute little restaurant in west hollywood um Oh God, I hope these restaurants are still around in eight weeks. I hope they can uh, weather the storm.
0: Get takeout from the restaurants if you can. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a great point. Um... If you have the means and you are able to uh you know support local restaurants especially ones that aren't big corporations mm-hmm. uh if you can order takeout from them if you can go in and buy gift cards to use later mm-hmm. anything to help these people make ends meet uh, or
0: get takeout for your elderly neighbor and bring it to them that is a great idea that's a beautiful community
1: uh effort um okay. so yes if you uh if you have the luxury i know not everyone can i know that grocery stores are a mess right now so cooking for yourself might be the most you can even wrap your head around but if you have the ability you live in a city where there are delivery services order from local restaurants it's a great way to continue to support your community that
0: being said we continue to record this in the time machine and if the if the you know cdc or the government is saying otherwise in a week then ignore us but yeah yeah uh, all, <laughs> for now support them while you can
1: yeah all of this with a grain of salt but you know uh like we said everything's changing so quickly but do what you can to support people and keep them on their feet through all this um you know uh, c- continue to be um, keep your ear to the ground, find out how you can support the people in your community and don't go sit down at restaurants. Most people don't even have that option anymore, but do uh, get delicious food to eat in the comfort of your own isolation. cell.
0: I'm not really sure how this applies to some folks that are not in our, we, most people I know are in, you know, New York and LA where it's super um, prevalent right now. I don't yeah. know. Australia's, doing better at the moment but by the time people hear this who knows so yeah
1: they're i mean day you know they are behind us as far as the the spread of the pandemic is concerned but also they're taking different steps than than we have um my conservative midwestern father we were having a bit of a discussion about this the other day about how um he is worried that people are panicking too much and i i will agree people are are I mean, do what you need to do to feel safe. Uh, Don't stockpile stuff, but have enough, you know, have enough toilet paper for a couple weeks. That's fine. I think that's a fair response. Um, Don't hoard, for God's sake. Um, But my dad was, you know, he was like, people are out there acting like idiots. Uh, You know, this isn't the same as Italy. And I I will agree with him that not everyone lives in a crowded city where they're in apartment buildings and taking public transit everywhere. Um, But we have to act like that's where we are. Uh, Also, we that, that you can't. You can't tailor a national response to rural communities. you gotta, mm-hmm. you got to do it to where the dense population, or like, where the densest populations
0: are. Like we tailor the Senate to rural communities. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Quick, but, veer away from politics. But the uh, Italy comment is uh, very interesting. Have you seen that video going around that is uh, folks living in Italy in isolation talking to themselves 10 days ago? It's a warning, basically, for the world because people keep saying it's not Italy, but it's all going to be Italy. Oh yeah, of course
1: it is. It's just they—they have a like the denser population centers are where it's going to show up the the most, you know. And uh, being in a Western society in the states, we can look at things that are happening in Asia and say that is so foreign to us that could never happen here. Gets really fucking scary when you see see places like Italy where it becomes it hits so much closer to home.
0: I think. Hopefully, another good thing to come out of this is people realizing that whole uh, "never to me, never to us" attitude ne- literally should never apply. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, pessimistic. Just the idea that like, the sooner we, as a global society, get together and realize things work better when we work together, regardless of where you are, the better we will all be, the better off we will all be. It's yeah, I and- think that's getting clearer by the day i do have hope with that
1: i yeah i there is there's something vaguely hopeful about all of this uh this the crisis and panic that we're feeling um is in that we live in an ever more global society meaning like the world feels like a smaller and smaller place mm-hmm. as uh, information becomes easier and easier to get our hands on mm-hmm. however we become more isolated I feel like uh, because of the way that global politics are currently um and never since probably World War II has there been anything that has gripped the world and that was a very different world back then that mm-hmm. there was no internet there was no 24-hour news cycle you know people got their newspapers maybe once a day if they were lucky maybe once a week and they got their headlines and then they understood what was going on but that's the last thing that probably gripped the world in such a way that, you felt like you were living in in a world where everyone was looking at the same thing.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and, and that's
0: crazy to put it that way because there's there's just so much information, so much entertainment, so much news. There's so much to consume every day, uh-huh. and the fact that the whole world is yeah saying the same word is uh, interesting.
1: Yeah, um, I posted I, I reposted something online the other day that my friend Ciara told me was dangerously close to poetry because I.
0: You have a way. Vestiges of youthful eating habits, something like that.
1: Someone who uh, holds on to the vestiges of their youthful eating practices. Beautiful sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Not being facetious no it wasn't they weren't my words I always I so I joke with Ciara because she loves poetry and I just don't um, it's not an art form that really speaks to me most of the time there's a few poets over the years that have kind of gotten through to me but Shel Silverstein yeah, Sylvia Plath uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, the, the, famously put, the put together <laughs> ones, yeah for sure Dr. Seuss um, no it like uh, like a Walt Whitman like there's like some people that um, some poets that like uh, write about nature in ways that kind of touch me but generally speaking poetry to me feels 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 like me uh music without the melody does that make sense like it just
0: uh it it, it, that is so fucking poetic you are a poet that
1: that is not those are not my words i one time heard someone disparage poetry as like half-assed music pretty much like you were good enough to write the lyrics but not the melody (laughs) which is such a shitty thing to say Mm -hmm. because it is an art form an ancient art form it just doesn't always speak to me is all i'm saying um but someone wrote this um about what's going on and it really brought a tear to my eye because it was so hopeful (laughs) And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows and the people began to think differently and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed, the people joined together again. They grieved their losses, and they made new choices, and dreamed new dreams, and created new ways to live in harmony and heal the earth fully as they had been healed.
0: I read that, and it, honestly, like, I do feel like we have an opportunity here. We have a forced reset, um, and there can be so much good that comes out of that, and I'm hopeful that we are able to accomplish that um i think we are on the cusp of a better world um and it's just a matter of what actions we take to get there
1: just like in any major crisis some people will respond well with love and compassion and from a place of rebuilding and some people will respond poorly like buying up guns and barricading their houses and doom day prepping yeah that's that's one of the things that always blows my mind after uh, like a mass shooting Um, is that like keeping
0: it light. Yeah. G- <laughs> g- <laughs> yeah. You know what? Pandemic. <laughs> this is uh, where we've been really light so far. We've talked about pandemic and world war, but we have not talked about mass shootings. So <laughs> I'm I'm here to keep it light.
1: <laughs> uh, Gun sales always go up after mass shootings. That's the only thing I'm going to say about it. It's crazy fucking hoarding behavior that makes me so baffled at humanity. But. There's there's hope, and there's light, and we're going to concentrate on that, aren't we, Michael?
0: I'm going to take a huge left turn here. Please um, do. Cam, yeah. let's talk about literally anything else, and I've got the best anything else there is. What was your gayest moment of the week? Gay, 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 gay. I'm so glad you asked. Um, I had
1: a pretty gay-ass moment last week um, before... We learned the term social distancing. I got on a plane and went to Las Vegas. <laughs> um, hey, we're we're all learning together. I'm, it's a curve. It is a curve. But hopefully a flattened curve. Moving on. <laughs> so many terms. Um, so I went to Vegas uh, last week. It was a trip that Peter had planned uh, to go to one of his favorite places. We don't have to talk about the fact that he loves Vegas so much. It's not my favorite. Uh, but he really wanted to go see a show before he left. And that show was... RuPaul's Drag Race Live. Fun. Gay it was it was fun it was gay um, I was in a really weird headspace to be going um, we were starting to panic a little bit about uh, like headlines were starting to get really yeah, but all the things awful yeah um, and everything was so hectic at home and uh, sorry I keep harping on that but I was just in a weird place to go party in Vegas for hey, a day
0: remember when I said left turn uh-huh. leave that shit out <laughs> get rid of the gay shit <laughs>
1: so we go to Vegas and um, I dealt with that by um, just drinking tequila all day really um, and it was it was fun uh, our friend Mario went with us and we went and saw the show it was, I mean, it was so fucking gay. It was yeah, drag queens. Yeah, it was uh, hosted by Asia O'Hara, and uh, the contestants were Vanjie and Cameron Michaels and Naomi Smalls and Ooh. Derek Barry. Hmm. Um, and Naomi it was,
0: Smalls and Cameron are the only ones I'm interested in that group. Ah, uh, Vanjoo too. To be honest, Asia's one of my least favorite queens of all time.
1: She was, she was a fine host. Um, she got like, further to me than she should have. Yeah, I completely agree. And then she killed butterflies on stage. What? Um, oh, yeah. Remember Awkward. in the oh. finale? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yikes. Um, so... The two that impressed me the very most were Vanjie and Cameron Michaels. They went out there. They were obviously hired because they can learn choreography and dance their tits off. It was so fun to watch when fun. they were up there, and they had all these really hot backup dancers. The mm. one that I've talked about before, mm. his name is Sebastian. His name is Dino on uh, on Instagram. Um, and it was it was fun and gay, and honestly, it feels like I let my hair down a little bit. Oh, did you bring a wig? Uh, no, I just missed one long one with my razor. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and, and have been missing it for months apparently. <laughs> and I let it down. I usually, you know, keep it pinned up. But anyway, it was just one gay old time, and that was really? definitely my gayest moment. Gay, gay, grand
0: jeté. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you said you were drinking all the tequila. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, Michaela, Kick, and I were talking about our um, liquor preference rankings. Oh, okay. Um, and. The only thing I know for certain is gin is at the very fucking bottom. Mine you- too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm tequila all the way, mm-hmm. um, followed closely by whiskey, be it scotch or bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, I just anything under the whiskey category. I love. It's definitely a cold weather drink for me. And as I've said before, one, two max. If I drink more than that in a night, then I'm going to be hung over the next day. Yep. Um, vodka after that, because it mixes well. Uh, and then like rum doesn't even register for me. Uh, so it would just be gin at the bottom. Um, gin in a, uh, a nice balanced cocktail I can deal with. Gin and tonic is... Well, absolute. It's an absolute no for me.
0: It's, it tastes like Pine Sol, a like cleaning solution. Yeah,
1: can't do it.
0: Um, So I couldn't decide whether tequila or vodka was my second because I want to save tequila mostly for the margarita because I'm more likely to order mm. a margarita out with like a Mexican and other things. Mm-hmm. Vodka might be my go to at like a gay bar. It's easy. It's like a good. vodka soda. Yes. It's easy for um if you got to keep drinking and uh-huh. if you're at a place where you don't trust the bartender or the bar. Yeah. I'm um, like, you can't fuck up a vodka soda. or That's a how vodka. I feel about tequila soda. Yeah. I just don't like tequila as much unless it's a margarita, I guess. Yeah. Um, rum, you said doesn't register, totally registers for me. Rum is the perfect beach drink.
1: It is a nice beach drink, but like, unless I'm on actual vacation at a beach, Mm -hmm. having a beach cocktail, I will never order it. I get it. It's, it's sweet and it mixes well into things. Um, and there's a huge plethora of rums that taste really different. Mm -hmm. Um, we've lost all of our sober listeners by the way <laughs> they just stopped listening five minutes ago nope um but yeah it's just it's not really for me unless someone is unless i'm on a beach uh or unless someone is like you have to try this cocktail it's made with rum and it's really excellent I'll, okay. I'll give it a try
0: well we don't have to harp on that too much i'm just curious about you never hear about people's liquor rankings you know
1: for sure um i am dying to know what your gayest moment was though. oh right uh, um you know because
0: i like to make sure you get a chance to tell your gayest moment so generous that you know, way i'm very generous <laughs> Gen daddy, ew. For anyone who doesn't know what that generous on grinder means, um, someone's willing to pay for sex with you. Mm-hmm. But that's period. I'll leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> you need a little education, you know. Education, education, education. <laughs> I like that too. Education's better. It is better. Um, my gayest moment. I have been. Now brace yourself dancing a lot for pleasure (laughs) i have like been by yourself though like in my home um okay great like and kick around but like Mm -hmm. not participating
1: okay i uh (laughs) it's it's being forced to not wait tables you're like i just gotta dance
0: i just gotta dance (laughs) (laughs) shares here she's Uh, not canadian though weird she's not um i have been finding a little joy in dancing, I guess, because as I said earlier, I've gotten a chance to listen to more music instead of, you know, political podcasts and more music is giving me more opportunity to move my body. Oh yeah. And one song came on, I put on top 40 cause I was like, I should get in touch with, you know, the kids, see, oh, what, p- see what they're all listening to. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck, it is a good top 40 season. Things top are- <laughs> 40 season. Like
1: it's like, it's the, the spring line has just dropped. It feels like it feels <laughs> like all new music. Uh, it's all new to me. Anyway, I was, you never turn on the radio.
0: Fuck. And bopping and i was like who is this and Michaela was like yeah this is good who is it and i was dismayed to learn that it was the jonas brothers
1: okay first of all how dare you be dismayed they are grown-ass men they are sexy as shit they are, they are sexy. making good music well, don't be dismayed about that but also it's the part of I, I, I love started. that neither one of you knew who they were was it the um uh oh, yeah. what a man gotta do song yeah
0: so what a man gotta do what a man gotta do
1: to be Tony! Oh, it's so good. so good. They
0: performed that on the what Grammys is... like a month and a half ago. Didn't watch the Grammys. Don't, like, the last I knew, Jonas Brothers were like a Disney Channel star. You know what I mean? Like, I knew they were sexy and I knew they had a career still, but like, uh-huh. I didn't know they had good music. So yeah. that's why I was like, what? Two out of three of them are sexy. The other one is... Around. He make
1: he helps them make music. <laughs> that's the he's not most I can say for him. He's fine. Okay. There's, well, he's th- just th- not th- your jam. No, he's not my jam. Two out of three, though, could do Whatever they wanted to me, I let the three of them just go at it. Actually, I think that I would probably like to do whatever I wanted to at least one of them. Nick, the one that seems a little more demure,
0: the youngest one. The youngest one's the hottest one.
1: Joe, second. Oh no, Joe's the hottest one to me. Really? Oh yeah,
0: but he seems Nick he- is like built shoulders, arms, cute little face. Wait, hold on,
1: I have to look them up. I don't know what they look like. Uh, No, you were totally right. Uh, Nick is the one that I find the sexiest. He, that face.
0: He's, uh, the last thing I remember from him was, um, was that song about jealous. Still get jealous. Yeah. That's how far back I am in pop culture. He's
1: also the one that did the Calvin Klein underwear ad. Oh, want to sniff that fucking bulge. I bet you do. Yeah, Yeah, I I do. Don't you?
0: I just going to cut the underwear right off. Ugh. Sometimes it's nice to just like feel that cotton barrier. Nope, when you waited as long as I have, I'm
1: like, get it off! Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a little bit of unknown there. It's like that beautiful anticipation right before you like let it pop out.
0: There ain't nothing unknown in those white, nearly translucent Calvins. Yeah,
1: you don't get to... I mean, they've airbrushed out all the VPL, though.
0: VPL is a visible penis line for um, the mothers <laughs> out there.
1: <laughs> it's really, really disappointing. Uh, I would love to see some Jonas VPL. There's surely
0: some... Jonas fan fiction out there that we could consume. I mean,
1: I guess I, I don't rating, really want the same. I don't yeah. want the fan fiction erotica, but if someone wants to draw a, um, you know, oh, yeah. draw some beautiful,
0: do some renderings. Some, yeah. <laughs> some,
1: some, what am I trying to say? Some realistic, <laughs> realistic Jonas peens and shoot them our way. Yeah. That'd be a nice way to spend the time. What are you going to do with all this extra free time now that you're not waiting tables other than dancing and catching up on the last year of
0: pop culture, apparently. Um, well, Probably continue dancing, like I said. By the way, that was my gayest moment, dancing to the Jonas Brothers. It's not super gay, but I'm going to take it because it's... Me, uh, dancing is gay. Like, that is, it really elicits... Fair enough. And also, these are
1: unprecedented times where we have to do things like dance in our own house. So, uh, gay moments might get... And also, my husband's far away, and I'm not allowed to hang out with my gay friends. So, my gay moments are going to have to be... Uh, real creative.
0: To be clear, you're not allowed to hang out with them because of societal standards right now, not because your husband said don't hang out with them, right?
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah. Oh, that sounded like he's forbade me from my house. My husband's house, like... away and said no gay friends. <laughs> no, 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 uh, because social distancing. Got it.
0: Um, What else am I going to do, though? You know what? I have gotten to FaceTime some Friends that I haven't talked to in forever, which is so lovely. Our friend's just checking in on each other. And I have been taking it upon myself to be an entertainer. I have been offering many- entertainer, entertainer. I've been offering many a would-you-rather to a couple friends in quarantine. Oh, good. And they've been really- They're conversation <laughs> starters. And you're going to get a couple right now. Son of a bitch. Don't son of a bitch me. Enjoy these. Okay, so, Cam. Uh-huh, I'm ready. Would-you-rather. No. That's not an option. Sorry, okay. Have taste buds on your fingertips. Mm-hmm. or um, have hair that grows on your tongue. Oh. Um, You can shave it, but then it's going to get like stubble.
1: Okay. So I think that I would rather be on a tongue waxing regimen. Oh, you're going
0: to ruin your taste buds though. And they keep ripping off your tongue. Like layers are going to come off, you know, I
1: I don't fucking know. Someone would figure that out. Someone would figure out a a decent waxing regimen for your old hairy tongue as opposed to, Tasting everything that you touch? You wear gloves, but you'd have to wear gloves all the time. Then you're always, smell, or you're always tasting smelling... Tasting gloves. Always, yeah. like, always tasting like latex? Yeah. Or leather or something? Mm. Ew, that's gross. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, those are not great options. I think that I would have the hair removed from my tongue uh, before Beautiful. I would... I mean, think about... You would never be able to finger bareback again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I mean... Is that much different than analingus? You love when I say analingus. Stop. Yeah,
1: we have to do, put a, a moratorium on that word. How is that clinical? Or the worst thing that's been said on here? Analingus is much worse than rim job. Sure, sure. And I guess it's not that different. Um, but a I, I finger can go in a lot further than a tongue can. You'd be tasting colon. <laughs> what does a colon taste like? I don't want to know. Therefore, um, I guess I guess you could always strap on a rubber glove for that. Eh, that's yeah. a tough one.
0: Yeah, can I get I'd, back to you? Uh, sure. And also, um, maybe this will be a poll. You let us know what you would rather do as well. Oh yeah.
1: Um, you would Would you rather always end up as good Instagram polls? So that'll be good.
0: Got one more. All right. Um. Would you rather? Nope. Sorry. Again, Cam. Every time you sneeze, a little bit of poop comes out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> like not much, but definitely like poop in your nose is is pungent. Um. <laughs> we talking like a little drop of liquid poop? Like a soft poop, like soft enough that's not going to hurt to come out, but it's not like a liquid. Okay, so like the amount of snot that comes out when you sneeze, but yeah, it's, it's poop. It's poop. Okay. Or every time you laugh, even a little bit, you have a full piss your pants situation, like full bladder peed, not like a little squirt, but like really peed your pants.
1: Oh, um, I would have to do the sneeze. Honestly, I laugh much more than I yeah. sneeze, if and you I would joyless be. Joyless life. You stop laughing. Yeah, and I could just like clorox bleach my nostrils every time i sneezed
0: i think you'd never get used to the poop coming out of your nose people have said to me um Ugh. diapers for the but i'm like if you're gonna full pee every time you like never go your, to a
1: cof, comedy show you could never watch a funny movie no change never, your diaper every time you laugh yeah like, no change your diaper uh yeah I those guess,
0: are both kind of awful do you have any nice ones I do you, you ever do I nice would you rather? I do do nice would you rather? <laughs> you would go with poop nose? I think I'd go with poop nose, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, a nice would you rather. Have you ever done a nice one on here? I don't think so. My go-to nice one is, would you rather every time you reach in your pocket, there's $5. So, like, you could just keep reaching in there uh-huh. for whatever you need. But, like, could take you a lot of time if you need a big amount. Uh-huh. Or be able to teleport. Oh. Um, teleport. I agree. People okay. say $5. I'm like... That's stupid. I, I teleport like, teleport
1: to Donald Trump's bathroom and steal his gold toilet so I could sell it for cash.
0: Seems like there's got to be
1: easier ways than that. <laughs> I was
0: just trying to think of who I could uh, steal, from, know, steal guilt. from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, just teleport into the Federal Reserve. People love skimballs off they're the like, top. Like, as soon as they find out they can teleport, they're all of a sudden criminals. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, for sure. Because, well, you, you set it up that way a little bit because it's like, would you rather be rich like have infinite money or be able to teleport and really you can have both if you're willing to bend the rules a little bit and the only way that i'd be uh ethically okay with that is if i was robin hooding the shit out of some like one percenters so i Hmm. would go to some billionaires bank vaults
0: i feel like you can have both in either situation because if you if you have infinite money which is still going to be effort you can fly first class anytime anywhere and there's no worries i think Yeah,
1: but boo like think of all like okay so every night while you're watching tv you're just like reaching your pocket unloading your fives then you're going to the bank you're going to have to fill out a form because you have so much cash Honestly, and you're have gonna to have to launder pay it. taxes on it you're, you're gonna have to go to the trouble of laundering that money somehow <laughs> so you're not paying a shit no, ton I of mean, taxes i
0: definitely would say teleport but what i was gonna finish with is that um it is my time is more valuable so like Even though I could fly first class, I'd rather have less money and be able to, I don't think I'd steal. I still think you would just find ways to make money being able to teleport. You could own a house in Bumblefuck and work in like in the middle of Fifth Avenue, you know?
1: i am not going to sit on that moral high ground um i think that i would absolutely find evil people and take their money and spend it Hmm. and give it to great people i would uh robin hood yeah would robin hood oh my god yes vigilante robin hood teleporting into bank vaults of the trumps and (laughs) sprinkling their wealth all over the communities that need it and sneeze a
0: couple times get some poop on their stuff too yeah for sure
1: sneeze all over that vault Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Hooda lolly, lolly, golly, what a day. Have, you're, have both of your hands been in your pants this entire recording? I'm just noticing that you seem to be keeping them warm. <laughs> at least one of them the whole time, not both. <laughs> um, just, You know what? <laughs>
0: Uh, I was gonna call you a junior high boy, but I mean, we all do it. Yeah, thank you. No shame there. I people, are like, ill hands and pants. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. We're just resting there, staying warm. It's uh,
1: it's truly like a very relaxed, natural state for many dudes. I don't know. I've never once seen a woman sit around with her hand in her pants. I
0: have seen women do you it. You have th- less frequently, but I definitely have. Wow, because your crotch is just warm. It. P-
1: I mean, calm down. I- your crotch is warm. <laughs> you seem real defensive about it. Peter always gives me a hard time. Like we're laying on the couch, and he's like, "Why is your hand in your pants?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm not jerking off. It's just sitting
0: there." Um, I have seen that man make some questionable hand hygiene decisions. <laughs> so he ain't got no legs to stand on making those comments. Just gonna say that there. Ain't Sorry, got Peter. Love you. No <laughs>
1: legs. He's not listening. It's fine. Um, oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird uh, thing. Although you don't. I guess I will consider it a bit of a compliment that you're that comfortable in my company that you can just sit around with your hands down your pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just two bros.
0: Just two bros, man. Keep their hands warm. Let's do our best bro voices for just a minute. Okay, just just uh, don't touch my fucking doorknob, man. Mm, your still sounds gay. I'm going to do my brother. I said that again. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I do my bro voice, I do my brother, mm-hmm. but not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you all get it. Um. Yeah, so anyway, we're going to, I guess, finish up this episode and then get like... Burgers for lunch, dude. You want beer? Dude, let's get some beer. I hey, need beer.
1: I feel like the wheels fell off a little bit at the end. Uh with the dude. It felt like a parody, but at the beginning it found it it found it, it. sounded really uh broy. And <laughs> Bro. it could be just like a little more like lazy, like lazy. Vo- a little more like vocal fry. Yeah, that's a good one. A little bit less a little bit less uh Annunciation. Fewer S's. Yeah. yeah just kinda lazier. Oh, that's pretty good. I vote I, for yours. You win. I'm just gonna uh ask you a question though, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you got a man crush this Monday?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro. Dude, there's this, dude, super hot. Stop it. (laughs) Really hot dude. I'd love to suck his dick. Um, (laughs) Are you actually asking me if I've got a man crush Monday? Of course I am. Is it Just just another man crush Monday? It actually is a Man Crush Monday because I do have one. In the midst of uh, finding all this new content to consume, I have really been enjoying the Instagram feed of uh, Louis Vertel. I've heard that name. He's a comedian, I think? He, sure. He was a contestant on Jeopardy first. Oh, that guy. He's the guy on Jeopardy that he became viral because he answered a Daily Double correctly and did like a very fierce fem snap.
1: Yeah, like super sassy. "Mm." I'll
0: wager 5,000.
1: That'll put you up there. Here is the clue.
0: Arthur Miller...
1: Thought 1690s Salem was relevant to 1950s America when he wrote this play. What is the Crucible? You got it, and we're up to 11,000.
0: Yeah, it was uh-huh. great. So I loved him then, and then he—I found out—is uh, a host on Crooked Media, one of their podcasts. Um, he's just a fucking genius and so fucking funny too. He is it all. I want to date him. <laughs>
1: um, I was watching. Do you want to date him or do you want to be him? I don't know. Do I want someone that's like me or someone very different? Do you want a marriage of equals? Um... Well, you don't want to marry someone that's exactly the same as you. But we're like, talking
0: about marriage. I said a couple of dates. I want to swallow his. <laughs> c- that's it. Oh my god! <laughs> Actually, I don't. I'm not a big c- swallower. But we can um, talk about that a different time. Great. Um, <laughs> I. Okay, so great. <laughs> I'm just that's
1: me glossing right over that. Um, so you are attracted to him, but uh, I guess my question is like, would you rather date him, or would you rather? Do you think he has your career
0: in life? Um, I think he's much smarter than me so I couldn't possibly have his career. Uh, I guess I idolize him in that way. He does his humor is just right. He just gets it. Okay. I was watching his story and he was just answering a bunch of uh pop culture questions and his responses are amazing. I'm am, like in awe of his brilliance, but also married to his ass. It's a wonderful thing and he's cute as fuck.
1: Maybe you would like to have sex with him because I can't imagine you actually having a relationship with someone where you weren't allowed to be the star. So that sounds shitty. That
0: sounds hateful. <laughs> um, I have like dated a couple guys who are very similar to me in just our personalities, and those don't last long. I, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to go tit for tat, but also it is uh, a challenge. I need a break from myself. Yeah,
1: opposites really do attract. Yeah. when it comes to the deeper stuff. All right, so Louis Vertel is yours. Who's yours? Ah, thank you for asking. Um, mine, I think this week is. Governor Gavin Newsom of California. Um how very political of you. Very political. You know, he brought hmm. the funk. He yeah. <laughs> the funk. Gotta have the funk. <laughs> He did not bring the funk. He is pretty fucking white bread. Um he brought me a sense of um calm the other day when I was listening to Sorry, what did you say? Calm with an L. I don't understand that. Uh-huh. <laughs> You so he brought okay. you some calm. Uh-huh. Uh I was listening to his press conference on Sunday when he was announcing all these measures that California is taking to stop the spread of COVID-19 and he was just an even keeled, well-spoken leader at a moment when I had been hearing a lot of talk from the White House that was really frustrating me and it was just a bunch of nothing and it felt like there was no leadership during this crisis. Some bumbling and, morons. Yeah, and then this this man uh who's leading, you know, California, which is either the fifth or sixth largest economy in the world. Um, I just heard that. Okay, great. Fifth largest economy in the world. Well, um, who knows anymore? But go on. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, he he was speaking to reporters and he was actually answering questions. He was saying things, speaking like a human. He sounded like a leader who cared and who was being active in the response to this this Ugh. unknown craziness. And it felt so refreshing to me. Yeah. Plus, he's like he's pretty attractive, and I'm like, okay, uh, there's men in power there's something very attractive about that
0: Mm, yeah i'm always like "Ooh, donald trump i'd love to bone you stop
1: it no like specific like you know i've talked about how i'm very attracted to talented people Mm -hmm. um like watching someone do well on stage is is a real it's a very
0: they do call up-and-coming young politicians talented that's a word they'll toss around like obama was a talented talented politician yeah. yeah uh gavin newsom i am into him. He is my man crush
1: Monday. I feel like we have um, a leader in this state that is bringing me some sort of leadership. Yeah. <laughs> Novel. Truly that would No, no, uh, truly, it-
0: Novel no, no, Oh, glad we nope, can nope, nope. laugh our way through it. Oh God. That's the whole oh, point of this. That is the whole point of this. And you know what, as we're, you know, a- approaching the next hour of conversation, <laughs> I think uh, this is going to be a non-journal episode. I'm happy to just kind of catch up with you and take it easy on ourselves and have a little fun. Yeah. We sat down today to record. We said, we were just going to see how
1: this goes. Uh, we feel pretty strange about what's happened over the past, uh, seven or so days. And, uh, with so much going on, uh, there's plenty to talk about without talking about what happened seven years ago in a journal.
0: No need to rehash that. The world is different (laughs) enough from last week.
1: Yeah. And next week we will come uh, back at you with a, with a journal episode. Uh, We don't want to just blow up our format completely, but uh, as the world continues to change, we are going to continue to talk about it because that's what we do here. Well, this has been my best friend's chit chat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so before we sign off, uh, you know, a lot of people are at home right now. A lot of people are looking for content. So this is a great time. Um, if you have friends that are stuck at home and, you know, they have some time to kill, uh, feel free to pass this along to them, word of mouth, uh, and let us know what you're listening to and what you're watching, too, because we are also without content during oh, yeah. this time.
0: Hit us up in those DMs. We are uh, at podcast on Instagram. You can email us as well if you've got something a little longer to say, mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Um, Or go to our website to catch up on the archives uh, at mybestfriendsjournal.com. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, my God. I did that by accident. It just kind of happened. You did it by
1: yourself. I was over here like, yes, yes, yes. Keep going. (laughs) Um, All right, Mikey. uh, That about does it for episode 41.
0: So until next time, always remember. Be kind to one another. Now more than ever. Oh, that was nice. Ew. <laughs> yeah, too nice. That's not us. Um, let's see. Always remember that in some instances, it is better if poop comes out your nose. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the Mikey we all know and tolerate. That's <laughs> tolerate.